oh wow you're like really like not getting me right now <laughs> her voice is next level amazing i'm gonna have a great time and then you just cry chris jackson's voice on headset is very pleasing yeah he can narrate my life at any time I'm sorry it really blew my mind oh that's okay. not for me this show is for me Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. Well, today's episode is special because we <laughs> recently went on a road trip to Chicago. Earning our name, Off to. Yes, <laughs> Off to B-Way goes off to Chicago. And before we get into what we saw, I was unaware of the Chicago theater scene. I know. I feel like I'd heard about it at some point, and... Left, let it leave my mind. Yeah, but as we were walking around downtown, they had their next season subscription mm-hmm. up on one of the storefronts, and it was Mean Girls, Frozen, Once on this Island, and Once Upon a One More yeah, Time. Yeah, the, the Britney Spears Out of Town tryout. It's like, wow, I should buy but, a subscription here. Uh, did not did Tootsie do their Out of Town there? Beetlejuice? Where was Beetlejuice? Out of town? No, uh, Tootsie's Out of Town was in Tootsie Chicago. Tootsie and Spongebob. And Spongebob's Out of Town was in Chicago. And Cher Show. Cher, Cher was in Chicago, yeah. I feel like they get a lot of original theater as well. Even we were saying we didn't see it, but the West Side Story with Corey Cott was there. Oh, yeah. When we found out, you, we were driving downtown looking for a parking spot, and Steph spots a West Side Story poster, and I was like... Oh my god, that's the one with Corey Cott. <laughs> I know, we knew it was happening. We just, like, it did not click to us where. No. We're last-minute road trip people. <laughs> we are. We definitely are. So we roll in, we're like, oh, this is happening? Cool. Yeah. So the reason that we went on this road trip, and we will get back to talking about it, but we went on this road trip because the Hamilton exhibition is in Chicago. It's not necessarily in Chicago. It's, like, off on an island in Chicago. Chicago adjacent. Yes. As we were... Looking for tickets for that, we also realized that Falsettos was going to be on tour, Mm -hmm. and it just so happened to be in Chicago the exact dates that we were going to be there. Worked out. For anybody that doesn't know the story of Falsettos, I feel like it's very confusing to go through. I I was thinking about it the other day to try and explain it to a non-theater fan what it was about, and I just don't know if it's (laughs) like if if people don't sound weird (laughs) explaining it. It's a musical with a book by William Finn. And James Lapine, and music and lyrics are also by William Finn. And it is a three one-act musical? Yeah, it's part two and three of Of three three one-act musicals. Which the musical consists of March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land. Um, And the story involves Marvin, his ex-wife Trina, uh, their psychiatrist Mendel, and their son Jason. But there is also Marvin's lover, (laughs) Wizard. And their lesbian neighbors, Cordelia and Dr. Charlotte. When the lesbians come in Act 2, yeah. the audience lost their minds. Yeah. They, our, our audience specifically lost their minds. The lesbians are, do not appear at all in Act 1. And when they just kind of dance on stage in Act 2, yeah, it's, it's so an great. exciting moment. Falsettos originally was on Broadway in 1992. They had seven Tony nominations, only two wins for Best Book and Best Score. Falsettos was revived in 2016, and at the 2017 Tony Awards, they received five nominations, but did not win anything. Stephanie J. Block was robbed. (laughs) She literally was robbed. I am not over that show. We saw the PBS broadcast. They put it in theaters. Um, live from the Lincoln Center. Live from the Lincoln Center. It wasn't at the Lincoln Center. The Live from Lincoln Center series. It's yes. fine. Yeah. Um, and that was my first experience with falsettos. Same. I had never heard anything before that. I guess we had seen, like, the Tony performance. Yeah, the Tony performance was before that. And um, 
I think we just saw it because we love Andrew Rannells. Yeah, okay, let's just go through that cast for a second. Yeah, that the Broadway revival cast. cast was super stacked. Stephanie J. Block, Andrew Rannells, Christian Borle, Brandon Uranowitz, Betsy Wolf, Tracy Toms, and then the cutest Anthony Rosenthal as Jason. So cute. <laughs> yeah, but the guy that we saw was also <laughs> he was really, so He was so cute. little. Really he little. He was little. Yeah. Yeah, that cast was so stacked to have all those kind of superstars of Broadway on stage at the same time singing together eight times a week crazy that all that power and then when we saw this tour cast Mm -hmm. how could they live up but they were actually fantastic i know and they also brought this is part of what i was saying about not knowing about the theater scene in chicago like these are some name actors that have made their way on tour in chicago so nick adams nick blameyer eden espinoza max von essen it seems like like you just said that that is it's a hard cast to live up to and it's a cast that so many people are familiar with because of the pbs special or the cineplex movie or whatever just those are some heavy hitters on broadway to compete with i will say that i think nick blameyer was the star of the tour for me (laughs) he's so cute he's so cute i also feel i feel like ian espinoza is not too dissimilar from Stephanie J. Block. Former Alpha Buzz, I feel like Nick Adams is kind of in the same type as Andrew Rannells. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Max von Essen is kind of in the same type as Christian Borle, whereas I feel like Nick Blameyer and Brandon Uranowitz are kind of very different. Yes. So we got to see a very different Mendel almost. Yeah. I think that Nick Blameyer's Mendel was super relatable. <laughs> it was like your everyday guy. Mendel is the, the audience. <laughs> the audience. And I, like, nothing against Nick Blameyer, but he just looks like your everyday normal guy that is not, like, that character is not super done up. Like, he has no, a no. beard and, like, sort of disheveled, and I thought that he played it so well. He was great. They were, yeah, it was fantastic. I also, I didn't realize how good Max von Essen's voice is. Yeah. And when they were singing What Would I Do at the end of Act 2, and you're, like, crying, crying, crying. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like belting at each other. I I was actually surprised at how good his voice is. One hour more. One hour more. else I forgot about was how sad this show is. Oh, every time you're like, I'm going to have a great time. And then you just cry. Yeah. When did you start to cry? The part that makes me cry is when, I mean, this is hard to say out of context, but just brief little summary. Jason, um, Trina and Marvin's son is 13 years old and he's about to, he's in the bar mitzvah phase and he's, he's going to bar mitzvahs. His bar mitzvah is about to happen. It kills me when he's practicing. Oh my God. The headphones This is very relatable to my life when it's bar mitzvah season in grade seven and eight and everybody's getting an invitation. So I can relate to that. But, um, he, his parents are fighting and he just wants everything to be fine. And he has a great relationship with Wizard. And when he chooses to have his bar mitzvah at the hospital mm-hmm. instead of have a party is when I start when to cry. Crying. Yeah, it's quite, quite rough. I say, would say I'd probably go a little earlier than you. <laughs> As usual. As usual. So we've just found out Wizard is sick and Trina comes out and she wheels this chair out. And the set, the whole show has been these gray blocks with very few pieces of like real furniture. It's amazing. And then when she wheels out this real chair and the blocks disappear and it's all real furniture that comes in kind of signifying it's 
going down. It's yeah. happening, and she sings holding to the ground. I hold to the ground as the ground keeps shifting, keeping my balance square. Trying not to care about this man who Marvin loves. But that's my life. <laughs> he shared my life. Yes, that's my life. And they set up this hospital room and Wizard walks out. He's super sick and Marvin's helping him. And that's when I lose it until the end. Yeah. The chess piece at the very end is also... Oh, man. <laughs> devastating one of those gray blocks becomes a tombstone and jason leaves a chess piece because oh him and wizard played together it's just it's really emotional and it's a i think it's a great show and it's a show that really dives into the relationships of families and of friends and it's about like an unconventional family and your chosen family yeah. that that you create would trina have chosen her family to be her ex-husband and his lover and her new husband and the lesbians next door maybe not but they're who created this family exactly. together and created love and yeah. so another shout out to Eden Espinosa she did the Stephanie J Block banana singing choreography she put the banana in her mouth and then she belted it was amazing the whole song I'm like is she gonna put the banana in her mouth is she gonna do it, it? So and great. she did it yeah she did it my favorite song is making a home into the games I play yeah where that just two songs together when Mendel and Trina are putting their home together, they're moving in together and then in the background, Wizard is packing up his stuff and moving out Welcome to our humble place We're concerned with setting the tone With filling the space Making a home These are the games He opens up the set and takes a water bottle out. <laughs> that was really exciting to me. It's interesting to see that set is insane. And just the way that they put those blocks and they have to place them so specifically to get his water bottle at that exact moment. Yeah. So he could take a drink before yeah. singing. And the leather jacket. Yeah, the leather jacket he has to pull out so he can pack his suitcase. It's great. And the lighting is great in that show. Yeah, it's just so simple but inventive at the same time. Final shout out to the opening of Act 2 when Mendel sings homosexuals and points the flashlights at the audience oh my god it was hilarious it got also, a lot of those laughs. were from those were some strong oh my, it flashlights was bright. it was bright it was blinding it was great so falsettos is currently on tour until june 30th and for any americans listening out there their final stop is in charlotte north carolina moving on our next day we went to go see Hamilton, the exhibition. We didn't really have a ton of information on this. We just knew that it existed and, and it looked so beautiful. Beautiful pictures on Twitter and, and Instagram. we are suckers for anything Hamilton. That's true. So we will just go. And we went. <laughs> and I'm really happy that we went. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was a beautiful exhibition. Yeah, the exhibition is a 35,000 square foot warehouse, I guess you would call it. I almost feel like that building was built for this. I think it was. But that's interesting to me because technically this will be touring and I don't know how they're gonna do that but that's besides the they point. They just need a giant field. Yeah but as we were there it made me think that you don't need to see Hamilton to go to this exhibition. No it was more about the history I felt. Yeah. There were definite easter eggs for people, fans of the musical like specifically 
mentioning things that were changed for the musical or that were edited maybe mm-hmm. or made simpler. And even the projections of lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Songs playing throughout. Yeah, the songs were playing and yeah, the, the lights kind of tying the historical event you were learning about in that room to a specific song or a specific line or what Lynn was trying to convey with a specific lyric mm-hmm. or melody was very interesting. Yeah, we were also a bit thrown off by the headsets that we <laughs> walked into because, I mean, I don't go to museums very often and if I do, it's on my own time schedule where we can just spend as much or as little time whereas this is fully timed out to every specific room. As you walk in, someone's voice mm-hmm. starts if you need more time, you can go back out go back and then come again. back in. <laughs> you would just, um, like, leave the room, yeah. come back to start it over. I will say Chris Jackson's voice on headset is very pleasing. Yeah. He can narrate my life at any time. It was Chris Jackson, Lynn, and Philippa Sue. Yeah. And the ears. And I thought they took a lot of care in explaining the history and the events that we were going on. And they definitely expanded a lot of parts that were kind of condensed just for story purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and something, I know, uh, something that I thought they did a good job with there is a criticism of Hamilton, I guess, that it, it doesn't acknowledge characters of color in the in the show. Yeah. Um, a lot of those characters were, let's say, slave owners or um, even John Lawrence is attempting to free um, African-Americans from slavery. And even though the characters are played by people of color, there are no characters of color really in the show. Yeah. So I really appreciate how the museum highlighted the experiences of people of color, whether they were slaves or whether they were um, employees of the characters in the show and I thought they kind of did a good job to include that in there. A huge shout out to David Corns because every single piece in that museum is stunning. It's put together so well. Oh my god. The care that they took, the hurricane room at the beginning. Oh my god, I know. It's just spinning and you're walking in yeah. a circle yeah. around the hurricane. The Yorktown room. I was gonna say my <laughs> favorite room was probably the Yorktown room. It was one of the only rooms that we weren't allowed to take any pictures or videos mm-hmm. or anything and because we were literally in the Battle of Yorktown <laughs> with the little like Basically, chess pieces coming across, <laughs> and the narration from Lynn. It was just so cool and so inventive. And then, as soon as we won Yorktown, we went into the best room, which was <laughs> King George's room. They just play what comes next, and there's the giant neon sign that I'm sure you've seen on Instagram that says yes. Awesome Wow, it's, which we spent a lot of time doing a photo shoot in front of. We did. We left the room, the next room, went back into that room so that we could solo shot the Awesome Wow sign. And honestly, like, do not regret Zero regrets. Zero regrets. I want that sign in my house. We're going to make one. Now. I loved the Winter's Ballroom, where yeah. they have all the statues. characters, like statues of them, and your headset can be triggered to each one of them and you hear them talk about their experience what their experience would be like in a ball or who they would have met or what their what their life would have been like um that was very interesting to me and I enjoyed even just kind of side characters like mm-hmm. you heard, hear from the Schuyler sisters parents in that room Hamilton is in there Lawrence is in there Lafayette is in there yeah it's very interesting yeah another room that I loved was the duel Seeing the Hamilton and Burr statues holding the guns out was just so cool. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was really great. They obviously, like you said, like spent a lot of time and really thought this out. And at the end, we also got to watch the clearest bootleg we've probably ever seen of (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda performing as Alexander Hamilton. It's in 3D. It's so cool. Yeah, it was, it's fun to see. I think we'd seen the Lawrence. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when we saw the tour in Buffalo, they got different tour casts and different casts from around North America to do to put together a kind of supersized Alexander Hamilton with Lynn playing Hamilton, the only place you can see it in the world right now. Yeah, it's true. And it's also super interesting because we were listening to Hamilton on the ride back and 
all the tidbits that we had found mm-hmm. it was like oh this is a lie this didn't actually happen <laughs> it was it was cool and now i literally want to see hamilton again it's yeah it's interesting it's funny the way that hamilton has made me interested in american history even though we're Canadian. Even though we're Canadian. Even though we're Canadian, but, you know, it's been great for my Jeopardy game. Yeah. Um, so tr- it actually is It's so really true. good for my Jeopardy yeah. game. Um, and HQ, both of those, really yeah. good. But I think it really speaks to the power of musical that it can get you interested in different topics and different things and invest you in different stories. And it's just another way of storytelling, another way of conveying information in a more interesting way. Like we said, if you happen to be in the Chicago area, Hamilton the Exhibition is currently selling its tickets until September 8th. This exhibition is moving. We don't know where it's going yeah. next. So if if you want to see it, maybe take a trip out to Chicago. And now, this... <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> honestly, the moment that I've been waiting for, and I know the moment that you've been waiting for. We've been not talking to each other for a week about this, so... <laughs> so, before we say what we're going to talk about, this is obviously a show, but we found out that this show was going to be in Chicago as we were recording the Dear Evan Hansen episode, mm-hmm. and you freaked out. I really did. Saying that we needed to see it. What are we talking about? We're talking about six. One, two, three, four, five, six. This show is everything. It blew my mind. Sorry. It really blew my mind. I was, I don't know what I was expecting. Like I'd seen the performance at the Olivier's. Mm -hmm. I was like, that looks like a blast and I'm interested, but it honestly exceeded expectations. I lost my mind. So before we go like super into our thoughts, Six, for everybody that does not know, is a musical by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Um, The idea came to Marlowe while he was studying for his final year at Cambridge University. It is about Henry VIII's six ex-wives, which again, say that that's going to be a musical i'm like oh that's not for me this show is for me (laughs) it's for it's for everyone it's it's It's, for everyone yeah six started in edinburgh at the fringe festival in 2017 it caught the attention of several producers and then it moved off west end in the same year and then they went on a uk tour in 2018 and it is now back off west end in the arts theater and it is currently on sale until january of 2020 this show is also running in chicago until august 4th chicago was its north american premiere it Mm -hmm. extended to august 4th that wasn't its original end date no and it was crazy because when we found out that six was going to be there i didn't think anything of it but when we went online to look for tickets there were like zero seats no it was left. difficult we were in the balcony yeah i mean they were great seats but that theater is amazing yeah it's a great theater if you're in chicago whether you see six or not go check out the yard because it's awesome it is a great place to see a show yeah like i don't think there's a bad seat in that house because it's quite intimate yeah. and i think it was a perfect space for that show because you don't want to be too far you want to be feel like you're immersed in the world of this mm-hmm. concert though don't you think on like arena tour of six would be yes, amazing <laughs> anything I, with a million backup dancers oh my god it would be, be so fun so good <laughs> i just want to see every single version of six ever created i know is the answer yeah so six is i guess it's modern which is i guess why people are comparing it to hamilton but people need to stop comparing it to hamilton because it is not it's definitely not i think the similarity that i find to hamilton is that lin-manuel has always said Hamilton's story is a hip-hop story. Mm-hmm. So he thought that hip-hop was uniquely suited to tell Hamilton's story. It was a person who wrote his way out of his situation and kept climbing and climbing his station. So hip-hop was suited, in the way we think about hip-hop now, was suited to telling the story about Hamilton then. So the way we think about pop music now and the way 
what pop music communicates, I think is uniquely suited to telling these wives' stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest similarity in that using a modern form of music that specifically would relate to what the characters are experiencing to bring it into modern times and to make it slightly more relatable to an audience Mm -hmm. is like the biggest similarity. Otherwise, I think they're completely different and I don't get it. And to um, just go a bit into it, yes, it's about the six ex-wives, but these women are competing to be the lead singer of their girl (laughs) band, basically. And they're competing based off of their tragedies, which is hilarious. It's so smart. The show is so smart. But it's also not really a show. No, it's a pop concert. It's fully a pop concert. They are talking to you the whole time. You are... There is no fourth wall in this show. The audience is another character. The queens are trying to get cheers from you. They're talking to you. um, And you're clapping along. So you're never... You're not at a distance from what's happening on the stage. It's It's... It's called Six the Musical, but it's not really a musical. Yes, it is Six the Musical, but the subtitle is Divorced, Beheaded, Live in Concert. That's true. So it's just, it's a concert. It's a concert experience. It's so fun, and I want to see it again right now. But yeah, like you said, I stumbled upon um, Six because all of the queens were nominated for an Olivier. Yeah, together, which which is is amazing. Amazing. I didn't even know that that was a thing. The Olivier's Um, always do much more fun things than we do. They totally do. Then they did. A performance very recently on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. They've also done a few performances on morning shows yeah. in the UK. And the thing that I have seen so often on my Instagram page is the Mega Six. Yes! Check out our Twitter for our Mega Six video. <laughs> there is something about, like you said, breaking that fourth wall and saying you're gonna want to film this and everybody it's crazy i was like yep it's modern you're at a pop age of social media you're at a pop concert yeah would you not be filming what's going on of course like 100 and it's also kind of a west end thing i feel because at waitress they they've tweeted you can film the the curtain call like keep your phones away for the rest of the show but for the curtain call you can bring your phones out take pictures take video um and i kind of enjoy that that's Hmm. the moment for the audience to like show their appreciation to the performers and sort of take your phones out to cheer extra loud Mm -hmm. i think it works totally well and six in the uk just had um a royal sing-along which i don't know if that's ever happened for a show ever let's go (laughs) but everybody was in costume and singing along to every single song. I could do it right now because Same. I know every single word. Have not listened to anything else. It but has six. been when we're recording this. It has been, mm, oh, exactly one week since we saw yeah. Six, and I think I know every single song. Same. I just listen to it. I wake up in the morning. I put on X Wives, and then by the time I get to work, I get to like the end of Get Down. That's how little time it takes me to get <laughs> to like wake up and get to work. And then like on my lunch break, I go for a walk, and then I put like. Um, then like all you want to do on yeah. and then I go for a walk and I start the cast recording over and I just listen to it over and over and over again I have not listened to it a single thing else yeah and I said to you that like I have not been this obsessed over something since Hamilton it's crazy and we were talking even it, Hamilton we fell in love with the cast recording first and then got to see the show whereas this one we saw the show first and then became obsessed with the cast recording yeah and also something that like yes we had seen ex-wives because that's the one that they're performing yeah. at all these places but 
knew nothing else. No, no, no. When we walked into the theater, there was Renaissance versions of <laughs> like Bad Romance, Divas, yeah, Chandelier. <laughs> it was so good. But even still, when we walked in, people were dressed up and yeah. were like, "What is going on here?" We're in Chicago. Like, who's road tripping to Chicago to dress up and Four, see this six. musical? And now I would road trip to Chicago. Yeah, we're and dress going up. back. Like, when we're trying to find a weekend, like, when can we go back to see six? I'm not over it. I'll never be over it. I know. Like, let's start talking about the songs. Like, yes. let's just go in order. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. Before we do that, actually, I feel like we should try and guess each other's favorite song. I from feel the like show. we might have the same. Maybe not. Okay. So I know that you were obsessed with six before yeah. yes. we saw the I show. Yes. I listened to that one song. Before we went. I'm going to say that's not my favorite song to make it easier. Okay. Is it No Way? No. Okay, that's mine. <laughs> that's your favorite, your favorite song in No Way? I, I was going to say Don't Lose Your Head. Oh my God, that one. <laughs> yeah. But I love No Way. No Way is probably like number three on my ranking. Three? Oh, six is number two. No, no, no. Six is... Like, I, I feel like the six Queen songs are like in a different thing from like Ex-Wives and Six. Are and you like, a Heart of Stone number two? No, no. Wow, you're like really like not getting me right now. It is... I don't need your love. <laughs> oh, I knew this. I knew this. I we were singing love, that one I don't need too your love. immediately. And then honorary mention goes to Get Down because Get I'm Down is so obsessed with that song. Fun. Obsessed. Yeah. Well, literally, as we were sitting in the theater and had Wi-Fi, I downloaded the six album <laughs> on my phone because obsessed. Also, would like to mention all the cat calling that happens in the theater. Yeah. All of I could have given a standing ovation at any moment. Yeah. My child was on the ground <laughs> as soon as the show started until the very end. I just like, my mouth was open. Hands. I was just like shaking my head like in and, disbelief and then, as to what's happening. all this exciting stuff is happening and now we're crying. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with X-Lives. The show starts with, like we said, the Renaissance music is playing and then lights go out, smoke starts coming out of the curtain, my favorite thing all the time <laughs> in any show, and then the curtain gets pulled back and yeah. this song starts which i feel like the beginning of the song is on track for that big bass moment yeah you're probably right i love it and these women walk on stage they're all standing facing the back wall and they do their divorced beheaded died divorced beheaded survived divorced beheaded died divorced beheaded survived but just for you tonight and everyone is obsessed from that moment onwards. Already, already. You're, you already, like, know what you're in for. You're so excited. Yeah, I really love when they get into the queens. Explaining themselves. Yes. That line, I know, I love that too. My favorite is Anna of Cleves. <laughs> when all of the girls are, well, they've been to Germany. And yeah. they do that. Yeah. Yeah. My fave is... When Jane Seymour says, the, the only, only one, one he, he truly, truly loved, and they're like, rude. rude. <laughs> Jane Seymour, the only one he truly loved. Rude. When my son was newly born, I died, but I'm not what I seem, or am I? Stick around and you'll suddenly see more. Divorce. Ich bin Anna of Cleves. Yeah. When he saw my portrait, he was like, yeah. but I didn't look as good as I did in my I know, and their accents are so good. Oh, we should also mention that the Chicago Queens do not no. have accents. It's not controversy, like hardly controversy, but debate has been around whether they should have accents or not. But I just feel like you you are suspending so much disbelief yeah. already at this point. It's I don't need the accent. You don't need the British accents. Yeah. They're not Beyonce either. So yes. like, <laughs> yeah, they're not 
you know, mm-hmm. the the actresses playing the queens are black, Asian, white. So I, I really don't think the accents are what is taking you out. No, it's the just... other thing that people are stressing over is their height differences, and you need to get over Anne it. Anne Boleyn is, in Chicago, is very tiny, yes. and it's adorable. But she they also, fantastic. like, in Don't Lose Your Head, one of the lyrics is three in the bed and the little one said. <laughs> and when she's, like, waving and jumping up and down, you're like, that's relatable because she's tiny. Um, Yeah, back to Ex-Wives. That song is a great intro song to the show. Yeah, it sets it up perfectly. Yeah. I love, I think it's either during XYZ or after XYZ when they introduce the band, Mm -hmm. and it's an all-female band, and it's very exciting and powerful to see, like, ten women on stage alone putting on this amazing show. Yeah. um, Co-written and co-directed by a woman. It's very, it's fantastic. Also, they're 25, everybody. The two (laughs) people that wrote this show are 25 years old. Just gonna put that out there. The next song is No Way. My new fave. That is a song that I will blast in the car. Mm-hmm. It wants a lot of shoulder and head choreography. Yes. And steering wheel tapping. <laughs> there is a moment when I think it's Renee Lamb that sings it on the cast recording. Mm-hmm. She does this riff where it's na 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 That whole part, I'm like, what is going on? Also, something that I appreciate a lot is the holsters that they had for their microphones so that yeah. they could dance. They were putting them in and taking them out. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into each of the queens is inspired by yes. a modern pop star. Well, yeah. So now that we've started with No Way, she, uh, Catherine of Aragon is the first queen and she is inspired by Beyonce and Shakira. I definitely see a lot of Beyonce, even in the way she's dressed with the shoulder and pads the big hair. and the hair. It's very... Beyonce-esque the way she looks and even certain things she does with her voice on the cast recording she says baby in a weird way I'm like that's very that's a Beyonce way of saying baby I was trying to find the song that Beyonce says it like that and I couldn't do it yeah but that song specifically reminds me of like like deja vu um get me bodied got me I was like this is get me bodied get because that one even has the rest of Destiny's Child and Solange in that song and I really you can definitely hear the influences from there and it's I think it's so smart because it gives you a shorthand you know who Beyonce is you know how we think about Beyonce and so now we're thinking about this queen and the way we think about Beyonce as this powerful woman this strong woman um, and the way she's kind of speaking to Henry, you know, obviously that's definitely not what happened, but, no. but the way that we, we use that kind of shorthand to immediately know who Catherine of Aragon is, is very smart. The next song is Don't Lose Your Head. <laughs> what was I meant to do? What was she meant to do? Like, what was I meant to do? What was she meant Andrea Macassette played Anne Boleyn, and she's a little firecracker, and she runs around the stage and just sings her face off in that song. She has such a great attitude in that song, the yeah. way Anne Boleyn is like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Or what was I meant to do? Yeah. It's so funny. Her kind of queen inspirations are Lily Allen and Avril Lavigne, and this is definitely like a girlfriend oh, or yeah. an F.U. by Lily Allen, like very much in that kind of punky mm-hmm. vibe mm-hmm. and she's in her green hers is my favorite costume that is a great costume i love, I love the pants that Catherine parr wears <laughs> so great that song is suggestive and hilarious and there are lots of sexual innuendos yeah. in that song and yeah. it's so funny it's 
fantastic. It's so I, great. I, I will never be over this show. Yeah. So we go from this super amazing Beyonce-ass pop song to this crazy Avril Lavigne, everyone wants to get up and dance song to now the Adele moment of the show. Jane Seymour, the only one he truly loved. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Abby Mueller. Oh my God. Sorry. I was not ready for her. No, I don't think anybody was ready for that. She, so if you don't know, if you're familiar with Jessie Mueller, um, she is multiple Tony nominee. Her sister, Abby Mueller, actually replaced her in Beautiful, yeah. played Carol King. And I got to say, their voices are somewhat similar. They have a similar tone. Uh-huh. So we knew she could really sing. We didn't know that she, she could we didn't, really We didn't know she sing. could sing like this. Like, she sings Heart of Stone. Oh, my God. And it's the kind of emotional, one of the emotional moments of the show where Jane Seymour was the only wife who gave Henry a son that he always wanted and she was known as the only one he truly loved but she died two weeks after her son was born from complications from childbirth so she sings this kind of heart-wrenching song about how she'll always stand by Henry and always love him and how she'll never get to know her son yeah she also does not move around on stage as she's she just stands and even the other queens don't really come in until the end of that song Yeah, and they're sitting on the stairs behind her just slow like very quietly doing backup vocals It's I beautiful. Looked over at you. I see you wiping like a tears. Double tear wipe. <laughs> yeah, and then like my eyes just start streaming. Like, what is going on right now? It's, it's funny because you're having this amazing time at this show, and then you just aren't expected to be hit by these emotions. I know. <laughs> and it's crazy. There, she sings this part. The part that got me is when she sings about Henry being like, "I know your love could go away." Or, like, I know that I if really... If I didn't only, have a son, it I would disappear. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And you're heartbroken, but she says, I'll always love you and be your, like, rock for you. Yeah. And then she hits this, yeah, and you're like, Yeah, that, that was the other moment where just you're just like, stop. oh, wow, wow. It was amazing. I loved it. Without my son, your love could disappear. I know it is. And um, the cast album is just as good. It's beautiful. It's Natalie Paris such, on that yes, cast album. She's is, still doing it on the West, on I know. West End. And she's fantastic as Jane Seymour. It's just a great song. I it's, think they could play any yeah, one of these on the radio. Saying, all of these songs are singles in their own right. And they just happen to be together in this musical. But totally, that song could be played on the radio. I don't know if we mentioned, but she is supposed to be Adele and Sia. Sia. I hear like Adele in the production For of the sure, song. Yeah. And Sia kind of in the, the vocals range. and the yeah. range. The, that note she hits at the end is very yeah. Sia. Um, it's stunning. And then we move to the craziest song in the entire show. There's literally nothing that could follow up that song except for this song. I really feel that way so strongly. Do you want to say it the way that they say it? The House of Holbein. (laughs) Welcome to the house. To the house of Holbein. The House of Holbein. The lights go out. And we see them put on, what are those things even called? They're like neck ruffs. Yes. Like. These white neck ruffs, but they also have like green trimming on them. They're like, they put black light on them. So they're kind of glowing and they have these sunglasses on and they're, it's a German techno pop song. I, again, what else would it be? Like, what else are you supposed to do here? It's true. Talks about how Hans Holbein would paint 
these ladies and bring the portraits to Henry for him to pick his wife and the song kind of culminates in a live tinder happening on yeah, stage it's amazing it's, it's so funny amazing. that part is not in the cast recording no, but I wish it was. the visuals of these women standing in these like light boxes and then just being like pushed to the left or pushed to the right yeah. on stage is fantastic see that's the other thing you know you think that your experiences that you're having right now are so unique and yet here's henry you know using tinder <laughs> like five seven i don't know how long ago 300 years ago and you're like oh like nothing's changed at all. No, literally like, nothing. The reason that he rejected her is because she didn't look like her picture. She didn't that look is so relatable <laughs> like, to today. This happens all the time. It's crazy. You think your experiences are brand new and they're just not. They're yep. just not. It's so funny. That song is crazy. And then we get to Get Down. Get Down is actually a the bop, song. as you that, would say. I listen to that all the time. I it, will say, though, and something that it's not, it's not on the cast album, but Anna of Cleves monologue moment before that song starts is so, so funny funny do we shout out who was sitting next to us who was <laughs> let's go way back yeah, to yeah. the beginning we're sitting in our seats we're in the ba- we're in the balcony and we're like okay i'm sure there's people here because we should mention this show is trying to get to broadway so i assume that there are scouts or whoever i don't even know is it scouts i know sports is scouts but i don't know if that's <laughs> whatever theater. producers probably producers are watching the show to Try and hopefully bring this show to New York. Get this show to New York because I will be there for opening. We'll go. Fly in. Yeah. So we're looking around, whatever. We see the super fans. And then this guy walks over and walks past us to sit in the seat next to me. Was I staring at him? We were both (laughs) staring at him. And I was like, your face just looks so familiar. So then he's with two other people. And the third person has a seat somewhere else. And he looks at me and says, do you mind moving over a seat so that she can sit next to me? Which now we're making eye contact. I'm like, I know who you are. are (laughs) And um, so we move over, like, no problem. And then I look at Steph. I'm like, who is that? And I'm looking up all of these shows. And you're like, don't tell me. I want to guess who this is. And the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, my God, the band's visit. And you immediately. I pulled out his first name first. I was like, John. And we're like, yeah. (laughs) Carrie Annie. And we're like, yes. "Yes." (laughs) So then as he's sitting next to me, I Google him and go to images to make sure that that is him. And that was him. was him. And let me tell you, he had the best time at six. John Cariani, you should, I was going to say, you should be in six, but no, you shouldn't. You should just be a stand for six every day. He loved Get Down so much. Get Down, that, I listened to that in the car. I like when she says her jam comes on the lute. That, looking cute. Looking cute. She uh, is me. a mix of... Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, one, 100% you get that inspiration. Yeah, but There's, also the intro of that song sounds like fancy. Yeah, yeah, like that really like heavy boom. like boom. boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, a few lyrics on the cast recording where she fully does like a Rihanna impression. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I like when they said, come on ladies, let's get in, in reformation. reformation. Yeah. That's kind of a Beyonce thing. Or they rhyme tricked ya with picture. Yep. <laughs> like, that's so good. What is your favorite lyric, Steph? When my jam comes on the loop? No, what the other one. The, I didn't look like my, my profile picture. <laughs> to me in the backseat. Like. You, you said that I tricked you. Because I, I didn't look like my profile picture. Too, too bad I don't agree. So I'm going to hang it up for everyone to see. And you can't stop me because I'm the queen of the so good 
And I also like the way that she says, get down. It's really low. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm the queen of the castle. You're a dirty rascal. Yeah. Get down. That song, we're going to go through every single song because every single song is amazing. Yeah. It's also great because this show is 80 minutes long. Oh my God. There is Please. nine songs plus the mega six. Yes. No intermission. Well, let's talk about my crusade that everything should be 90 minutes. <laughs> but as I said to you, with this show, I could have sat there for three That's hours. That's true. We could have been there for much longer. Yeah. But I also feel I am one of those people who needs to know what time it is. I'm always looking through the program to like know exactly what Did song we're look. at. I didn't look once. It's so easy to follow, especially because the queens are going in order. And it doesn't feel long at all. It feels like it races by. Yeah. And it like you leave still wanting more and you leave feeling yeah. so good. Yeah. And I mean, I could have watched 100 more hours of that, but I feel like there is a risk in it, like, becoming oversaturated, mm-hmm. and they knew when to quit it. Yep. And I don't... There's been, like, should they write another song if they're trying to go to Broadway to make it, like, 90 minutes? And I just don't think they need to do no, it. No, I've also read, like, do they need to actually make a book for this show? And I don't think that they do. There's enough of a book, I feel. Yeah, all, the so- all of the songs are their own book in itself. Yeah, like, the... They're, it's not a completely sung through musical. There mm-hmm. are fully scenes, and there's even some music moments that are not on the cast recording. Yeah. And I really feel like they really concisely and tightly tell that story as mm-hmm. much as you need to. Is there stuff from history that's not in it? Obviously. Yes. You're not going to get it all, but you get the important strokes of the story. And I went and Wikipedia every single queen after I went home. Yeah, I read literally all about have now them. done like royal history. <laughs> I'm like, of well, this. now I'm going to go watch the tutors. We're like, oh, American history, Hamilton? No, no, no. I want to no, know we're about back to UK, the history. UK history. But no, also, that history is. Crazy. It's wild. As someone who loves the royal family in general, yeah. you know, I love this. Yeah. This is amazing to me. The next queen is Catherine Howard, and she sings All You Want to Do. Her queen inspiration is Britney Spears and Ariana Grande. That's, you can definitely hear. Oh, I think yeah. that song is... And the way she looks. The way she looks is very Ariana Grande with the ponytail up top and the, the little, little skirt. skirt. Yeah. I was like, wear your thigh-high boots. Yeah, we, we need, need those. those. Yeah. Um, but that song is very womanizer. Kind Kisi of like... Gamey. Kisi Gamey, like circus era Britney. All you want to do, all you want to do, babies, please me, squeeze me, birds and the bees me. I were to say what my least favorite song yeah, from the show, it's, it's this. Yeah. However, I think it is the best at fully like telling this story of mm-hmm. this girl. They, this is a girl who was groomed from the age of thirteen by her music teacher and like countless other men to be used for her sexuality and for her beauty. Mm-hmm. And she was married to Henry when she was only seventeen years old, and was beheaded at. 19. Yeah. I I mean, if we're discussing who has the most tragic backstory, like, if for me, it's Catherine Howard. Yes. I don't. But it's interesting the way that her story plays out because she is probably the only person that does not get that end of song applause moment. Exactly. They do not allow the audience to applaud for this teenage girl's repeated abuse. Which is amazing. Like, it's very smart. Every other song, you end with huge cheers and you, this song ends with Catherine Howard, center stage, just single spotlight on her, crying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this was a teenage girl who was treated awful by these men her whole life and her innocence was taken away that's another thing they use Britney Spears and Ariana Grande's inspirations and they're two singers who have kind of traded on their innocence and their images of innocence and so that's very smart as a comparison or as a this show is so it's smart. so smart it's so it's smart so every smart. single line like all the little like plays on words through everything even this song the sexual innuendos on yeah. this song used within it's like fantastic. music is freaking amazing it's so good it's, it's so, good. so smart i really do love this like 
it has grown on me. It's definitely not my favorite from the show, but even my least favorite is amazing. Um, <laughs> but I really think as a storytelling, it's probably the longest song in the show yeah. because it goes well, through. She says, did you not hear my four choruses? <laughs> Were you not listening? Because like, and I was reading an interview in the program from the writers of the show and they said, pop music is kind of repetitive, has a lot of choruses. It's very catchy. And they used that structure to show the repeated abuse of this girl. Yep. It happens again and again and again, and the chorus repeated again and, and again and again and again. And the way they touch her body yeah, and the way that she's her. trying to push them off and, and just does as it. the song goes on, she gets more and more, like, more hands on her and more and more uncomfortable. At the beginning, she starts out, oh, this is fun. And yeah. then as it goes on and on and on, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then she gets beheaded, as she says. Yeah. Poor girl. I know. Man. But then Catherine it Howard. leads to survived Catherine Parr. The true queen. Catherine Parr. I don't need your love. She is inspired by Alicia Keys and Emily Sandé. I yeah. also hear like a Solange Knowles yeah. inspiration there. Um, I, as I said, I love this song. It is it's fantastic. Kind of, the way that they present it in the show versus on the cast album is it's almost two separate songs. Yeah, for sure. They, they like s- the I Don't Need Your Love remix. She sings her song and then stops. She kind of says, why are we competing against each other? Why are we letting our lives defined by this man? Mm-hmm. And then they turned to the audience and said, wow, if we'd thought about this, we would we would all sing a song about girl power together and then sing I Don't Need Your Love all together. of tongue-in-cheek and it's great i love that song i love how she doesn't allow herself her story to end with henry's death yeah um she says all these amazing things she got to do she did not get to live that long after henry died no, but she did get to she find did, love she get to her. marry her love thomas yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i love that she writes that letter to him i love that she talks about how she got a woman to paint her picture mm-hmm. that that is the other kind of hamilton comparison yes, eliza eliza like who lives who dies or tells your story yep. she, these are all the things she got to do after her husband's death and mm-hmm. these are all the things Catherine got mm-hmm. to do after her husband's death and, and a I love huge that. shout out to anna azuli who plays Catherine parr her voice is next level amazing also i saw her as andrea in once on this island and she was great in that too everybody is so multi-talented in this show and then after that amazing song we get to six which is just like so good they get to rewrite history in that song and speak about what i they're... love the line um too many years lost in his story but mm-hmm. the double play on words of history and his, his story. story yeah it's just so smart I like when Catherine Parr sings her line where she's like, I found them all and we laid down an album. And, and they're like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and then they all turn to the audience like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> we're one of a kind. We're one of a kind. No category. I want to learn all the dances. Yeah, I like, want to do. That's the thing. Like, you leave this theater singing. You leave this theater overjoyed. We went like, I was I like, skipped. do we want a T-shirt? Do you want a T-shirt? <laughs> no. Like, it was one of those things. That it's just like, I'm gonna give all my like, money to the show. The I, we, I skipped to yeah, the we restaurant. Did. Literally, like, screaming. So excited the entire time, and like everybody was like that. I also love that the playbill has their signed. Yeah. Don't even um, have to go to the stage names. door. They're there. Yeah, you literally don't need to. But also, 
Yeah, this show is... I would stage for this show. <laughs> I would totally stage for this show. The show is doing it right, I feel, in the age of social media and in the age of let's support women because it's so important. Like, this show is so important right now. It made me think of what these women would be like if they were got to live now or like what their what their opportunities would be like if they were had the opportunities that we have now and it made me made me sad but also like you know excited that for what we get to do <gasps> there's one more thing <laughs> sorry I just got like excited there's a moment I think it's Catherine Howard so Henry VIII gave her a job as a lady in waiting because he was like interested in her yeah and she, I think she turns to the audience and says who does that? Give someone a job just to get them to their private chambers and then looks knowingly at the audience. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, this still happens. Yeah. Like, as soon as she said that, my mind was just like, Harvey Weinstein. Like, yeah, I know. I was like, wow, this yeah. is all, like, these things, as you were saying before, even with the Tinder stuff, that was more lighthearted, but just the same things happen over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. the human experience is so universal, and by portraying these stories in this way, it, like, makes you realize that we're all just humans going through life and yeah, we will for the rest of time. Yeah, and it also just feels so fresh and new. And I mean, it is because it was only written two years ago and yeah. all of the success now is so crazy to me. So obviously, as you can hear, we're so obsessed with Six. It's not even funny. I didn't care for it. <laughs> I'm kidding. And if you happen to be in the UK, like, go see that because yeah. I feel like people are crazy seeing It will be Six in the so UK. insane in the oh UK. Oh, my God. Would love it so much. But if you cannot make it over to the West End, Six is currently playing at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater until August 4th before it moves to Cambridge, which is just outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, it is playing at the ART theater and then it moves to Edmonton in November and then dare we say Broadway like we can hope yeah I didn't even mention which I want to quickly mention that the producer that has attached himself to this the American producer is Kevin McCollum and his resume is crazy he's worked on the play that goes wrong something rotten hand to god Motown ragtime in the heights the drowsy chaperone avenue q level I'm like Everything This guy has worked on so many They're shows. They're eyeing Broadway for sure. So with someone who has a resume like that, I think that this show is on its way to Broadway. I know that you said it would probably play better in an off-Broadway house. I think a smaller house would work slightly better. I want the Belasco. The Belasco. That would be crazy. I love the Belasco. Like I said, but to you, I said this to you as we were sitting there. I can't compare the show to anything I've no, ever no, seen no. because it's, it's nothing. so different. But any slight comparison would be Hedwig and the Angry Inch just for the fact that the band is so involved in yeah. the show as they are in I love one. that they acknowledge like, the ladies-in-waiting, which is the band that's mm-hmm. there, and they talk to them, yeah. and they, they're in costume and they're kind of interacting a little bit yeah. and they get an introduction at the beginning and at the end of the show okay. um, in the Mega Six. In the Mega Six, yeah. Um, and that show played at the Blasco, so also something to note is that no show from Chicago Shakespeare has moved to Broadway. We can do it. <laughs> I think this might be the one. And what a perfect segue to talk about our obsessions. Mm-hmm. It is time for Obsession of the Week. I mean... My obsession is six, obviously, but yep. that is not Obsessed what I forever. have chosen. Something that I had mentioned to you before is I don't want to call it a genre of music because I don't think that musical theater is a genre of music. No, it has millions of genres. There's yeah. pop. We were just talking about Hamilton and um, six, which are two completely different genres. Yeah. But one of my first introductions to being super obsessed with the musical theater world was when I was in high school, my vocal music teacher used to play us these cut songs from musicals or musicals that never made its way um, 
out into the world and I became really obsessed with someone named Jonathan Reed Gelt and he does all of these songs that never actually make it into anything and he's a singer-songwriter and his music is amazing but I am going to pick for this week a song that he wrote called I'm Yours and it's performed by Casey Levy a Canadian icon her. her voice is crazy as we know and she does all of these super amazing riffs. There's an amazing horn section on the song, and her voice is just buttery and delicious. so good um the song is from his debut album 13 stories down this album is from 2011 and it's a great one it's everywhere you can stream it there's some gems on there like quiet and no reason at all and i could go on about these cut songs from musicals forever that's very fun i have to listen to that now yeah it's so good my obsession is so earlier this year at soul pepper theater company we had a Canadian musical premiere. We missed it, unfortunately. We did, I know. But they released a cast recording. Did you with, listen to it? I did listen to the cast recording. Oh, yay. And that's my obsession for this week. It is great. It's kind of a children's musical. Yeah. Um, and it's the characters are young and it's targeted towards young people. I literally have no idea what the plot is. I've just been listening to the music and I love what I believe is the act one finale called Dear Mountain. It really builds and it's just like a good one to just like listen to when you like just need to like let music wash over you and it's fantastic i love that song And I would honestly say I'm obsessed with original Canadian musicals and the fact that this got a cast recording because cast recordings really extend the life of a musical and allow it to be loved for years and years and years. Because sometimes if a production is done and it's not recorded, mm-hmm. it disappears. And so this one won't be allowed to disappear. And they so also got nominated for some Dora Awards. Yes, they did. Which is super exciting. Did we say what the show was called? Oh, sorry. It's called Rose. That was our road trip episode. <laughs> I feel like there will be more of these. We love a road trip. We love road trips and we love road tripping to go see musicals. That's why the podcast is about cars. Yeah, that's honestly probably the reason that the podcast does exist. I don't know. There's just something about getting in a car and driving to see something that you're excited about. Like we said, like six was a random thing. And (laughs) could you imagine if we didn't go? I don't know what my life would be like. My life, like I wouldn't know, but I'm actually so happy. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at off 2 BOA podcast. That's with the number two. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can listen to us anywhere podcasts are found, including iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. See you next time. Bye.